Welcome to the Equip Podcast. Here you'll find conversations from people of all different walks of life, sharing their experiences, the things the Lord has taught them, and things to equip you. Equip is based on Ephesians 4, 11 through 13, that talks about equipping God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. That is our goal here, to build you up and equip you through seasons of ups and downs in life. Welcome back to another episode of the Equip Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Gibson, and today I'm joined by Beverly Flynn. Beverly is married to Daryl, and they have four grown kids and three going on four grandkids. How exciting. Today, Beverly will be sharing about things she learned in marriage, specifically things she did as a newlywed that have had an impact on her marriage today. So Beverly, welcome. Thank you, Taylor. How long have you and Daryl been married? We have been married for 35 years. Wow. Really, I thought only old people were married that long. (laughs) Apparently not. Yeah, no, not just old people. Um, So we're gleaning from 35 years of wisdom from you. So thank you so much for sharing that today. Um, So as we get started, will you share about some of the things that you have learned in your 35 years of marriage and things that you wish you knew when you got married? Well, first of all, Taylor, just so that you know, our marriage is not a perfect marriage. We are not perfect people. So um, we've made a lot of mistakes over the years, but God has, um, through His grace, has blessed, blessed us with a really sweet marriage. And so I'm thankful for that. But um, one of the first things that when you asked me these questions that I thought of um, is, first of all, Daryl is not a mind reader. I should have never expected that. Do they make men that are mind readers? (laughs) No, they don't. (laughs) But um, he and and none of our husbands are mind readers. But um, if I want him to know something that I need or I need to let him know what's important to me, I've got to tell him that. Mm-hmm. Um, I could have saved myself a whole lot of grief if I just kind of understood this early on in marriage. Um, really, I was great at playing the passive-aggressive role. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, and this is a really silly example, but you know it applies to a lot of things. Um, after dinner, you know, I would have cooked dinner. We ate and everything, and all was good. But then. I would find myself, you know, in the kitchen and I'm cleaning up after and Daryl would have gone in sitting on the couch and watching TV. And um, instead of asking for help, I would just start doing the thing of slamming the pots and pans uh-huh. around. Uh-huh. Um, I never broke a dish that I know of or remember <laughs> putting it in that dishwasher, but um, I would just get angrier and angrier that he didn't see or here, really, for that matter, um, that I needed him in there in the kitchen with me. And it wasn't that I needed him to help me, but I just wanted him there with me. Mm -hmm. But if I had just communicated at the very beginning that I wanted him to help me, um, then he would have. It would save women so much heartache if we would stop assuming our husbands are going to read our minds. Exactly, exactly. And um, I think, too, there's a little bit of a thing of... I want him to know what I want mm-hmm. or what I need. Because that's what the movies depict. Is exactly. the guy always knows what she wants and what she needs and how to yes. pursue her in just the right way. Exactly. And so we get these expectations in our yes. head. And then when they're not met, we get disappointed, but we never communicated right. them. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so if I had just talked with him instead of assuming that he knew what I was thinking or what I was needing, that would have saved tons, tons mm-hmm. of just tons of grief on my part. 
mm-hmm. on my part. And then just kind of along those same lines, um, Daryl, before we married, I think he even made this commitment before we even met, but um, I received the blessing of this, that he had committed um, very early that he would not yell or raise his voice to me. And, oh my goodness, I have received the blessing of that. But um, since he would not engage in a yelling match or just a verbal fight, mm-hmm. uh, per se, just with me over whatever frustration that I had, then I would find myself going in the opposite direction, and I would just um, basically impose a good cold war, mm-hmm. and I would shut down. And um, I would think that, you know, piously, well, if I don't have anything good to say, I just won't say anything at all. Well, <laughs> that didn't work because it just um, not talking through the issue and going back to communication isn't going to help either. So um, I just like to encourage women to be willing to talk things out with their husbands in a positive way. I know it's hard. It gets messy sometimes, but um, it's so necessary to express our hurts and our disappointments and our frustrations um, with them, but in allowing them to do the same mm-hmm. and be willing to receive that, but to work through that together. And uh, because if not, it'll it'll just eat you alive. Yes. And, um, and if you can't seem to do it, just the two of you, then... Be willing to seek help and that's going to be able to help you in a positive, productive way, whether it's, um, you know, a marriage class at church or um, a trusted, godly mentor or going to counseling. There is no shame in counseling. We've already heard in another podcast. There is no shame in that. So be willing to invest in your marriage in that way because it's worth it. And sometimes I think it helps to have outside communication strategies come into play because one thing, Erin and I haven't even hit two years, so we're just right at a year and a half. Mm -hmm. But one thing that I learned very quickly was when I'm addressing a problem or something that's bothering me with Erin, if I just pile on as far as like, well, you're doing this wrong and you're doing this wrong and this and this and this, and just put all of the blame on him without owning any of Mm -hmm. my part, he just feels like he's taking a beating. And that's not helpful either because then... What's the motivation to solve the problem? Like you just totally beat me up with your words of all the things I'm doing wrong. Mm -hmm. And then they think, well, am I doing anything right? Right. And so that's a problem too. And so sometimes having somebody that says, hey, don't communicate like that. Right. Like let's find a better way to express what's going on Mm -hmm. can be so helpful. Right. Yeah. And I grew up in a a home, loving, godly home, but talking and communicating was not the top of our list. It was mm-hmm. not the norm. And so, you know, I had to, to learn that through marriage. Yes. And unfortunately, um, Daryl was my guinea pig. <laughs> so, guinea pig lucky. that stuck around. So yeah, <laughs> he has stuck around and I'm thankful. So you told me once about some advice that you received from a mentor when you were young, married. Will mm-hmm. you share that? Yeah. Um, at the first church that we ever attended as a young married couple, um, I remember going to the wife of our uh, one of our Sunday school teachers and just sharing my heart with her about some issues in our marriage. And um, 
basically I was probably having a pity party. You, mm-hmm. you know, it was it was it was me. But and I can't even remember really what I said to her. But oh my goodness, I remember what she said to me in her sweet Southern voice. She said, "Darling, it's not the big things in life that are going to get to you. It's the little things." Whew. And that, that, that hit me. It blew me away because um, she was right. It was the little things that would eat away at me. And um, I was the absolute best at, as one of our former pastor's wives um, there in, in the Fort Worth area said, I was the best at navel-gazing. And if you don't know what navel gazing is, is that is means that you're so busy picking the lint out of your own belly button that you can't see what all the positive things that are going on around you. And um, I was so busy correcting Daryl on the silliest things. Mm-hmm. Um, our first year of marriage, I just <laughs> he's trying to help clean the bathroom and cleaning the toilet. And I go in there, and he is cleaning it totally differently than I knew that it was uh-huh. supposed to have been done, how my mama taught me how to clean a toilet. but And I just, I really um, hurt him in the fact, and it was, it was not so much what I said, it was how I said it. But, um, and to this day, Daryl doesn't clean toilets in our house. But if I had realized that, wow, that's one less toilet that I have to clean. Mm-hmm then, you know, that would have been great. Um, I it, Then there were times that I would get so upset that uh, back in the days when he worked for Walmart, that he would, he might uh, come home late because he had gotten busy and, goodness, just forgot the time. I mean, it was a busy place. But, you know, I was so busy navel-gazing at the fact that I'd been home all day with the kids mm-hmm. that I wasn't even thankful and appreciative for um, the work that he was doing, I wasn't thoughtful of the fact that maybe he had had a hard day. Mm-hmm. And um, then I wasn't even thankful that he was coming home at all. That, you know, the thought that he wasn't after work going out with his friends or, you know, doing something, but that he came home to us. Yeah. And um, besides, who wants to come home to a fussing wife? But, um, in Proverbs nineteen thirteen, it says, "A quarrelsome wife is an annoying is as annoying as constant dripping." Mm-hmm. Or another version says it like this: "A wife's nagging is an endless dripping." I know it sounds silly and kind of humbling that um, to say this, but um, as I started to change, I was becoming a, a quarrelsome, nagging wife. But then when I started to change my focus from me all the time and then started to focus on him and, you know, coming alongside of him and encouraging him, um, things really started getting better for me and for us and for our family. And um, when we had kids, the kids were seeing, you know, they pick up on the quarreling Mm -hmm. and the nagging and everything. So they are then beginning to see me honoring him as my husband and as their dad. So, well, and it's one thing we talk about women's ministry a lot is what you think about grows. Mm -hmm. And it's like that verse, I think it's Philippians four, eight. Um, I'll find it and link it in the show notes, but it talks about how whatever is pure, whatever is noble, whatever is lovely, think on these things. Mm -hmm. Yes. And the same applies to our marriages. If we're only going to focus on the negative things, that negative thing 
is going to get bigger and bigger. Yes. Oh, I remember yes. growing up, my mom would tell me, you're making a mountain out of this molehill. Yes. Yes. And I still do the same thing today. Mm-hmm. Like this little thing that really isn't a problem, I have just blown up in my mind to be this great big problem. Mm-hmm. And now in my mind, it's a lot worse than what it actually is. And reality becomes distorted. Mm-hmm. That reality becomes our perception. Uh-huh. And, or that perception becomes our reality. Mm-hmm. And... um yeah, and it's 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 just not fair to our husbands. It's not fair to our kids. It's not fair to our friends when we do it to them. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, so I think as women, it's easy to get in our heads, like we've said, and focus on all the things our husbands do or don't do. How do you avoid getting frustrated with your husband in the little things now? Well, um, to be perfectly honest, I pray a lot more for Daryl than I ever did when we were young marrieds. And oh. who? I hate to say that, but um, it is true. Prayer does change our perspective on a lot of things. Um, But um, that's not to say that I don't still get frustrated with him, that he doesn't get frustrated with me. But we've learned, I think, to wait until we've calmed down and then begin discussing things. Um, And it's, it's good to try to apologize and seek forgiveness as quickly as possible, mm-hmm. and to forgive as quickly as possible. Um, I think it's so easy, like you said, um, to focus on what our husbands aren't doing, that we forget what they are doing, and we don't recognize and appreciate, gosh, just the wonderful things that they do on a daily basis. But um, Daryl and I are a team, you know, as we've all heard uh, the word team doesn't have I in it, mm-hmm. you know, and um, there are going to be things, though, that I do well in our family. There are going to be things that he does well, and then there are going to be things that we do well together to make our household run and function well. But um, I find that when I start to focus on all that I do, that I miss out on seeing all the things that he does. Um, Daryl and I own our own business now, mm-hmm. and... Um, I mean, basically, my name's just on the paperwork. He runs the business, and <laughs> he works hard, and he does such a great job of prov- for to provide for our family through that. But, um, you know, and he can fix things, repair things at work or at home, things that I break, and save so much money, you know, for us doing that. Um, he's very computer savvy, and I can barely turn the thing on, you know. <laughs> um, he just has the patience in explaining things, whether it's to me or it's really cute watching him while he's on the phone trying to explain to his parents or my mom how to text a picture over uh-huh. the phone, you know, just uh-huh. different things. But he's just so patient with them. And and then he's wonderful. Our kids come to him for advice on so many things. And he's a great papa you know, to our grandkids. And, you know, and I could go on and on, but when I purposely focus on all of those wonderful things that he's doing, Mm -hmm. then it it keeps me from thinking so much about things, the little things that he isn't doing. You know, do you get that? And it helps to make a list. Yes. Even whether it's written down or just Mm -hmm. in your head, but to just make a list of, hey, what are the things that he did today that I really appreciate? Absolutely. Did he not do something? Maybe. Or did he do something that bothered me? Maybe. But the things that he did or didn't do that I just love about him, mm-hmm. that far outweighs that one thing that's bothering right, me. Right. We just have to 
reshift our focus. Absolutely, absolutely. And just even in thinking through this and writing things out, it was like, wow, yeah, changed my perspective, definitely. Yeah. So, How have friendships affected your marriage? Oh, my. I think that, um, first of all, I think that the relationship with our spouse needs to be the primary friendship in our marriage. Mm -hmm. That, um, And I can honestly say Daryl's my best friend, and um, he's the one I want to share my joys with and my sorrows with and just work through life with. But for us girls, we need those healthy relationships with other women, and those are important. And there are going to be times that we're going to need to, we want to talk with someone about something that our husband just isn't going to be able to truly get and understand. And so... um, whether we go out for dinner or pedicures, ladies' night out, or a weekend trip even every now and then. That's great, and we need that. And our husbands need that too. Mm-hmm. And um, to do things with uh, other men, like um, camping, fishing, and maybe going for a long weekend without a shower, toilets, and um, running pass, water. Pass on that. That's, I do not need that. <laughs> that's definitely not my thing. But, you know, Daryl thrives on that annual trip with his buddies. So, you know, I want him to you keep enjoy doing that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll you be do. at home with a nice warm shower. <laughs> you do you, boo-boo. But, but then there are times, even as couples, we, you know, we need those couple friends to get together with and have a game night or go on a trip together or go out to eat with because God created us for fellowship and we need that. But in saying all of that, I would just like to caution us to choose our friends wisely. Mm. Um, Be careful not to get together with the girls and have a husband bashing night. Um, There is nothing good that comes from that and uh, comes from nothing good from demeaning our husbands in Mm -hmm. front of other people. and remember, there was a time in our marriage that Daryl and I both got cut up, caught up in kind of tearing each other down in a group setting. And it was just in a joking, teasing way, but it, it really became hurtful to, mm-hmm. to each other. And honestly, at times, we didn't even know that we were doing it until later on, then when we got back home, and then it kind of blew up a little bit. And so um, just definitely being, being mindful of our words, just... Um, I think we we had talked about this before about uh, with First uh, Corinthians thirteen that um, part of that though goes back to love is not rude, mm-hmm. and why we think it's okay to be rude about our husbands to other people and rude to our husbands it's it's just wrong mm-hmm. it's it's wrong and we need to build our spouses up in front of others or just opt out of saying anything at all yeah. you know with them. But um, we need to remember that our closest friends with other women and with other couples need to be like-minded and Christ-centered, um, ones who will come alongside of us and help strengthen our marriages. Um, in Psalm 1-1, it says, How happy is the one who does not walk in the advice of the wicked or stand in the pathway with sinners or sit in the company of mockers. And I read this the other day, that it's important that the people of influence in our lives are godly people who spread wisdom in our direction. Mm. And so just applying that to our marriage, we need those godly, Christ-centered friends. Well, and I think it helps to for your spouse to be able to speak into your friendships, Mm -hmm. to say, hey, if we're struggling with something, I'm okay with you walking through that with these people because Mm -hmm. I know these women or these men are going to point you back to our marriage Mm -hmm. and have similar values on marriage. If you're 
seeking advice on something or dealing with something in the company of friends who don't view marriage in the same way or with the same priority, then as they're not, may not necessarily point you back to Absolutely. marriage and your relationship with Christ and what Christ has established in your marriage. And mm-hmm. so you want friends who your spouse trusts too. Absolutely. Like, my husband meets with a group of guys, and I know that if something were going on in our marriage, those men would point him back and mm-hmm. say, you married her, you're in this, mm-hmm. now let's figure out how to work right. through this season. And so that is so helpful to have, mm-hmm. to Absolutely. be able to trust your spouse's friends too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, what's your favorite thing about marriage? <laughs> it's kind of cheesy. I love cheesy. But, <laughs> yeah, this is a Hallmark movie. But um, I just think that my favorite thing about marriage has changed just with the stages of our life and, you know, as our family changes. But um, uh, now that we're empty nesters and all of the kids after 32 years are out of the house, um, one of my favorite things, and kind of makes me tear up a little bit, but um, one of my things about marriage is just knowing that when Daryl walks through the door at the end of the day, I get to be the one to welcome him home. Oh, yeah, honestly. I'm not competing for uh-uh. You're not his competing atten- for attention anymore. Yes, He's all yes. yours. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. So that that's is so sweet. Well, we ask every guest that comes on the Equip podcast, what is something you're loving and what Mm. is something you're learning? (laughs) One of the things that I'm loving is I love at this season of life that I get to be a stay-at-home wife. Mm. Um, I've worked outside the home for many years, but now for the last two years, God and along with my sweet husband have allowed me to stay at home, you know, for this season. And that's not to say that I won't ever go back to work part-time or full-time, but uh, right now I get the opportunity to help with my kids and grandkids and our aging parents or participate in the women's weekday Bible study and just being a little more flexible to go and do, you know, when when I can and when it's needed. I love that. And then um, something that I'm learning is um, I am learning to say yes to the Lord in a timely manner. That, um, you know, when our kids were younger, we wanted, um, we would ask them to do something and expected first-time obedience Mm -hmm. and hopefully without whining and complaining Uh to come along with that. But um, I'm definitely a work in process, but I am learning what it means to respond to the Lord with first-time obedience and hopefully to do it without whining and complaining. Uh And just that there are blessings that are coming with first-time obedience. I love that. Well, Beverly, thanks for being here and sharing your wisdom on marriage with us. Thanks. I appreciate you having me. Thanks for listening to the Equip Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to be the first to know when a new episode drops. And follow us on social media to stay connected. We're at GABC underscore women. See you next time.